Hey everybody, it's me, Stu Helm, the Food Fan, here at Food Fan Headquarters with another exciting episode of Asheville Food Fans. It is a podcast that I do throughout the week, and then I string it together for broadcast on WPVM 103.7 FM, the progressive voice of the mountains, here in beautiful Asheville, Western North Carolina. Hey everybody, it's me, Stu Helm, the food fan here at Food Fan Headquarters in beautiful Asheville, North Carolina, where the weather has been really nice. I hope everybody's been enjoying the cooler days. This summer was super duper hot here in Asheville, and it's still summer, so it's still hot during the middle of the day and such, but... As I look at my weather app today, I see that it is going to be just a high of the low to mid 80s, and that's not too bad, but that's only going to be for a little tiny part of the middle of the day, and then it's going to go down into the high 70s, and overnight it's going to be in the 60s and such, and then same again tomorrow, 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 like that for a week or so, and then it's going to start to get even cooler, according to my phone, which is where I find out about my weather. And so uh, I'm looking forward to that, although I'm always prepared for it to go straight back into being in the 90s. Because uh, as I said, summer ain't over and you just never know with this newfangled weather we've got. And uh, speaking of hot and being hot, I went to Florida last weekend. And holy moly, y'all. It's hot in Florida, just in case you didn't know. Oh my God! Just like getting out of the car, which of course you're when you're when you're in the car, you got the AC blasting right on you, and then stepping out of the car is like stepping into a pizza oven. It's just like the the heat just overwhelms you, and good God. Anyhow, I was down there with Dawn. Uh, just in case you don't know, Dawn teaches uh, college down in Florida, so she has a condo down there where she lives when she's down there teaching, and then she lives up here uh, every other weekend and during the time off, like the breaks, the winter break, the spring break, big summer break, la-di-da, like that. More information that I'm sure you wanted to know, but uh, just telling you why I was in Florida. We, I was go after the summer. I was going back to Florida with Don. We drove down with a bunch of her stuff in the car, unloaded it, and I flew back. So I was just there basically overnight, a one night stay in Florida, and I stayed indoors as much as possible. And when I was outdoors, I was usually on my way to someplace to eat. So let me just tell you real quickly about where I ate um, because, I don't know, I want to expand the parameters of my show and review restaurants and other areas of the country besides just Asheville. So bear with me, Asheville, while I review these restaurants. And if you ever find yourself in Orlando, Winter Park, or Sanford, Florida, here are some recommendations for you. So first of all, every time I go to Winter Park, I go to Austin's to get coffee and just look it up. Austin's and everything in Florida is in a strip mall or on a two lane, four lane highway looking thing. Like just imagine 
Merriman Ave or Tunnel Road or Patton Avenue everywhere. And so Austin's, I don't even want to bother giving you the address. Just look it up and drive there because you ain't going to walk. I walk because I'm insane, but you ain't going to want to do that. So get to Austin's. It's an old-fashioned sort of bohemian-style cafe. Reminds me of the cafes I used to go to in the 80s and the 90s. And Austin's makes a great cappuccino. You know, I'm on this cappuccino kick lately. Normally, I'm just eating drip, co- eating, drinking drip coffee and enjoying that very much. But um, I do love a good cappuccino. I also love lattes, macchiatos and such. But right now I'm on cappuccino kick. Austin's make a great cappuccino. And so I stayed there for a little while. And then I walked on over to another place called the Buttermilk Bakery. And not to be confused with the Buttermilk Boutique located here in Western North Carolina, which I recently reviewed, which made this corn cob looking dessert that looked like a corn cob, but was a delicious cake, piece of cake. Um, But not to be confused with that is Buttermilk Bakery in Winter Park, Florida. And that is an amazing bakery. I've been there twice now. And they do Pop-Tarts, morning buns, cinnamon rolls, man, muffins, you name it, they do it. I always buy more than I can eat. And then I end up like eating it on the plane on the ride home or eating it when I get home, which is what I did this time. I bought a a blueberry muffin, a morning bun, and a Pop-Tart. And I ate the morning bun and the Pop-Tart in Florida. And then I took the muffin on the plane to eat, but didn't. So I ate it when I got home. So boring. I don't know why I'm telling you all of that, but that's just to tell you that the buttermilk bakery baked goods are fantastic. So again, if you find yourself in winter park, Florida, stop into the buttermilk bakery. And then in Orlando, which is right next to winter park, like the line is, we, I'm always like, are we in Orlando or are we in winter park now? And so it's the line is right there. We went to a Korean restaurant recommended by my friend, Martha and Martha did an awesome job picking this place. The food was fantastic. Uh, it was called Shin Jun restaurant, S H I N J U N G. I had a very hard time finding any presence of them online, but hopefully you can. Uh, and they are a Korean grill and such. And uh, I ordered the bulgogi babimbap, and it was awesome like, totally awesome. Like, came out sizzling and cracking and popping like it's supposed to. And the rice on the bottom was very crispy. And I squirted lots of Korean hot uh, barbecue sauce on there. Cause I like that stuff. And man, oh man, a chef, it's, it was fantastic. So Shinjun restaurant, you did a wonderful job. Everybody loved their food. Most of us got the same thing. My friend, Sean got the job and he had crushed. He just crushed it. He, no, nothing left on his plate. And uh, there was also some deep fried appetizers uh, already on the table when we showed up because our friends were already there. So I don't know what those were called, but I I ate a ton of them. (laughs) Like They were great. (laughs) I was like, y'all going to eat these or what? Because when you're with a large group and there's a share platter, uh, sometimes they feel reluctant to eat. And I'm like, if you guys don't eat the rest of these, I'm going to because they're going stone cold just sitting here. So. And they were like, eat them, Stu. And so I ate them and they were great. So Shin Jun Korean restaurant in uh, Orlando, Florida. Big shout outs for you. And then um, we had to go to Sanford to 
the flight I took flies Allegiant Air. Thank you, Allegiant flies from or Sanford Airport in Florida to directly to Asheville Airport. So very short flight, very easy. Uh, and every, everything just easy peasy with these two airports. They're not the biggest airports in the world, so it's real simple. But in Sanford, which is a little bit of a boutique type town, still has a downtown area. Uh, you can walk around downtown Sanford, although it's unbearably hot, of course. Um, but everything is close by, and it's more of a little town than the strip malls of, of the rest of what I've seen of Florida. Uh, and I know there's towns all over Florida. Um, but yeah, Sanford is kind of cute. And we just randomly picked this place called the Old Jailhouse to eat in. And it was kind of funny because we found a parking space, which was kind of a miracle. It's it's a busy little town. And so we find this parking space. And I'm like, all right, let's try this jailhouse, uh, Old Jailhouse restaurant. Where is it? Uh, I look on the Google Maps. We had parked right in front of it. So the fates were on our side. And we were so impressed with the jailhouse restaurant. Um, we weren't all that hungry. We just wanted a little something. Don got a house salad or a garden salad with a side of roasted chicken. And I got just an, an order of empanadas. And my empanadas were great. And they were filled with um, steak tips, like all chopped up. And they were delicious, like very tender, very crispy on the outside and you can see the pictures of this all of this food online i posted them all under in one post about our florida trip and dawn's salad came with a side of the chicken was served on the side it was something she added you know you could add things and it was pulled and it was roasted and it was moist and tender and delicious she she shared some of her salad with me that's kind of hard to say um and it was fantastic so yeah um old, old the old jailhouse which is actually an old jailhouse started in 1410 1914 1410 holy moly in the middle ages uh no in 1914 it was started and it's been a restaurant for a bunch of years now and then we went and got coffee at a place called palette cafe and i just want to recommend that the coffee was excellent the atmosphere was great the service was great the food looked great we didn't get any because we were already full and that was my trip to florida and then i flew home and it was great to get back in florida i mean back to Asheville, and um just just a fun trip to florida if you happen to be in orlando try these restaurants and cafes all right folks i'm going to check out for now i'll talk to you in a little bit Hey everybody, it's me, Stu Helm, the Food Fan here at Food Fan Headquarters, and I just want to review some hot dogs for you. Surprise, surprise. Everybody knows I love a good hot dog, um, and people are always inviting me to come try hot dogs, which I appreciate very much. So, my friend Lucho from Asheville Multicultural, Multicultural Asheville, he uh, invited me to come try some hot dogs and some tacos off of Mamacita's brand new taco truck which parks at old london road uh in the river arts district so uh mama Cita's, as you know a fan favorite of uh the people of Asheville. it's been voted the best restaurant in Asheville more than once i believe in the mountain express readers poll and it has also been voted best taco best burrito best bang for your buck best lunch 
and it's in the hall of fame uh with that whole thing and it's just a, a favorite of Asheville. and now downtown is pretty busy these days although i want to tell all my locals and i reiterate this all the time downtown is not as busy as you once thought it was uh 2020 set us back about three years in busyness i would say so you're looking at now like 2019 2018 levels or let's say four years even because you're looking at 2018 level uh crowds downtown so it's not too bad so locals get downtown i'm telling you what you you can find parking you may have to walk a block or two once you do. The restaurants are not as crowded as they used to be. They practice good COVID safety still. Um, and you're just, you're missing out on an opportunity to enjoy your own downtown if you don't go enjoy it. Now, when it's not as crowded as it has been in the last couple of years before COVID hit, like 2000. 19 it was crazy so let me take it back even further it's more like 2017 because even in 18 it was getting crowded anyways i'm terrible at numbers so let me stop talking and and dates are numbers so i'm gonna move on and talk about food something i'm much better at talking about so mama Cedars is downtown and um it may, may be that mama Cedars itself is too crowded for everybody to go to they do not have a lot of parking in such downtown but they have this brand new food truck that parks in front of Old London Road, which is the name of an English-style pub. It is not the, the location, okay? So it's called Old London Road. It's on Depot Street in the River Arts District. Uh, and it's on the, the east side of the river, located not too far from Ultra Coffee and penny cup coffee on the other side like kind of in between those two where the old scrub-a-dub dog place used to be there's a there's like a soccer bar in there now and it's very nice and i'm not into soccer but if i was it would be where i would be going to watch soccer with other fans uh it's owned by amber arthur who is just an amazing entrepreneur in our town and she also is co-owner of penny cup and um battle cat and i think a couple of other businesses around town and Amber's just a wonderful person. Old London Road is great. They don't have a kitchen, so they always have a food truck. And now their permanent food truck is the Mamacita's Taco Truck. And Taco Truck are, is just two of the greatest words ever to be put together. And it's kind of in my neighborhood. So Lucho and I walked on down there. And not only did we have a couple of great tacos, and they were specialty tacos. Like one of them was a tacabiria, which is like, kind of grilled on the grill till the cheese comes out and it gets crispy and stuff you've heard me describe these things before they're kind of trendy even though they're traditional so traditional things come around are always around and then they come around in a big way every once in a while so they're trending now so go get this one it was excellent and we also had a lebanese style taco which is a traditional taco in mexico city and it was great but I want to focus on the two hot dogs we had are basically just the hot dogs themselves because the actual hot dogs were fantastically delicious. They, uh, the, and these, we had two specialty dogs. One was dressed up all like stoner style with some crunchy stuff on top. I think some red hot Cheetos or something, a lot of ingredients. And the other one was a more, it was a Mexican street corn hot dog, which is 
oops, I swore. I'll have to cut that out of there. Sorry, folks. Um, if if I talked on this show like I normally talk, it would be loaded with swears. I'm sorry, world, but I swear a lot in real life. It's just a natural way for me to talk. I'm from Boston, and my dad swore a lot. My All my friends swore a lot like it's just a thing it doesn't bother people up in boston i know it bothers people a little bit more down here but i i try not to do it on the on the podcast because this gets turned into a radio show and the radio show can't have any swears in it so anywho uh these hot dogs let me get back to that they are called snap o razo snap o razo and they are made by a chef called Ralph Perazzo. And Chef Ralph is not local. He's located on the East Coast. Uh, I think he grew up in New York. He might be located in Massachusetts now. Not 100% sure of that. But Chef Ralph, a graduate of the CIA, is a uh, Culinary Institute of America, is a sausage maniac. Like, I read up on him, and he's been making sausages since he was a little kid. Like, a kid making sausage at home and he made it all through his teen years. He became like this family sausage guy who would make it for parties and stuff, went to the culinary Institute and focused basically on sausage his entire career so far. And he has developed these hot dogs that he has called snap. O Razzo that's snap dash. O dash R a Z Z O snap. O Razzo. And they have the snap comes from the casing. The casing is snappy um, and you bite into it and it snaps and they come linked together. So I, I actually talked to John Atwater, the owner of Mama Cedars, about this. So he researched these dogs and found them and decided to use them. And um, and he's John is super proud to be using them and they're in limited supply. So. You got to ask when you go to the truck, are they the snap over azos? Um, and John will get them as often as he can. But uh, so the they are in a casing and the casing is linked. And when you cut them apart, there's, you know, a little bit of the link in between each hot dog. And I was pumped because that it's going to sound weird, but that little piece of the casing, that thing crisped up almost like a, pork rind or a chicharron and so it was like a little extra crisp on each end of these dogs and the dogs are long they're seven and a half inches long they're all beef although snapo razzo does make a beef and pork hot dog that they call a water dog and the water uh, refers to the cooking method so the pork and beef ones are meant to be boiled in water the all beef ones are meant to be grilled and uh, these were the ones off of the Mamacita's truck were grilled and they are maple wood smoked. The beef ones are. And so, yeah, uh, these hot dogs were amazing. They're dressing them up in different ways. The street corn one was just fantastic. The stoner one was real good, too. I did find that one a little difficult to eat in terms of my mustache and beard because it was all loaded to the gills with stuff. Street corn one left some mayonnaise in my mustache as well, but not as difficult to get through. And uh, the so... 
High recommends for these hot dogs, the Snap-O-Razzo hot dogs. I know they're not local. Forgive me, local hot dog makers. I love your dogs too. But I just wanted to highlight these. They are special, in my opinion. And get on down to the Mamacitas food truck on Depot Street on the east side of the River Arts District in the parking lot of Old London Road Soccer Bar. And tell them that Stu and Lucho sent you. All right, folks, that's that. I will talk to you soon about more food. Hey, everybody, it's me, Stu Helm, the food fan here at Food Fan Headquarters with another exciting segment for you about two of my favorite things on the planet Earth, burgers and coffee. Now, sometimes I do have them together, but not usually. But today I'm reviewing them at the same time because I had some great burgers and some great coffee. And I want to talk to you about them. First of all, I went into Burger Works last week and Burger Works is located right there in the Grove Arcade. Burger Works uh, used to be this kind of build your own burger where you had to fill out this thing on the clipboard and they got rid of that. I can imagine that with more and more tourists coming to town, there was just a lot of explaining to do. And they probably were like, you know what, let's make this easier. So now they basically have a smash burger on the menu that you can get single, double or triple patty and then lettuce, tomato, onion, cheese, some various choices. I mean, basically you can build your own burger still, but it's more like just add things to the burger without having to fill out the form. And so I popped in and I was, it was right before I had a tour, a food tour with Asheville food tours. Uh, and I was a little bit hungry and I wanted just something small. Uh, I mean, like, not like tiny, but I didn't want to have a whole big old lunch. And so I went in and I got a single patty burger with lettuce, tomato, American cheese. And I put some ketchup on that thing and I ate it in about 10 seconds flat. Like I just devoured this thing like the family dog. I just tore into it. And what was funny, uh, was kind of the best part was Burger Works is right next to Modesto, the sort of high end Italian restaurant owned by Chef Hector Diaz. And I have friends who work there and I'm friends with Chef Hector and his wife, Ame. And uh, my friend Dolce came over. Uh, Dolce works there as a uh, hostess or a host and a server. And she saw me at the Burger Works and there weren't nothing going on at Modesto. So she just came over to say hi. And I took a picture of her <laughs> with this burger. And let me just say, I post a lot of pictures of myself. I'm just kind of this average looking old dude with a gray beard and stuff. But I posted this picture of Dolce and uh, she's an attractive young woman. Let me just put it that way. And people are, got a lot of thumbs up for that picture. And a lot of people were like, wow, and stuff. <laughs> so maybe I should have burger models for every picture I take and they'll get more attention. So thank you, Dolce, for being my uh, burger model. Uh, but anyways, the burger itself was great. High recommends. Uh, if I had gone up to a double, it would have filled me up a little bit more. And if I had gone to a triple, it would have been a meal. Now you can also add a bowl of fries. Their fries come in a stainless steel mixing bowl um, and they're delicious. Some of the best fries in downtown. So 
that makes it a big old meal once you do that. So uh, recommending Burger Works in the Grove Arcade. The other burger I got was from Bene on Eagle, and it might sound weird to go to Bene and get a burger because they specialize in African-American and Caribbean food um, or island food uh, maybe is a better description. And uh, But I went there during lunch, and during lunch, Bene is essentially the hotel restaurant. Like, it's just serving burgers and fried chicken and a couple of the African-American dishes. But I decided to just go over the burger because that's what I've been doing. And it was basic, but it was great. Like, it was just a basic burger with cheddar cheese on it. And I forget what I put on, lettuce, tomato, probably. On a basic bun, it came with some fries. The fries were great. And I devoured the whole thing. Now, was it special the way that Benet's dinner menu is special no not really it was just a burger but it was very enjoyable it was super quiet in there like nobody's really discovered Benet for lunch yet because it's a new thing and the menu is pretty small but if you're looking for a quiet space to enjoy a good burger i'll go back and get the fried chicken and the other lunch items too i recommend Benet for that so there are your two burger recommendations for this week now let's talk about coffee I have a brand new jam. I have been going into the Times Bar to get my cappuccino these days. And the Times Bar is located in the S&W building. Again, right downtown. Most of my experiences are going to happen right downtown because I live adjacent to downtown, like kind of South Slope, South French Broad area. So downtown is my neighborhood. Uh, and so, yeah, the Times Bar in the S&W cafeteria, it's kind of separate, its own separate space, thankfully, because the time, the S&W cafeteria space is very loud and boisterous and little kids running around and stuff. And the Times Bar, on the other hand, is very sort of grown up looking and uh, fancy. I mean, the, the cafeteria is fancy, too, but the Times Bar is like super fancy and dark and cozy. And during the day, they have coffee. And so um, I went during the day. I, I've been going during the day a lot lately and getting my cappuccinos and they make them just right. And the air conditioning is on and the lights are down low and there's grownups in the room and it's wonderful. And one time Don met me for a beverage there and enjoyed the beverage very much. So they do have a full bar and they are open like they open at 10 a.m. Wednesday through Sunday and uh, Monday and Tuesday they open at 430 p.m. So they're not open in the morning on Monday and Tuesday presently. And um but the rest of the week they are open early for uh coffee service and then they kind of turn into more of a bar at night. And the folks who work there told me that uh on the weekends in particular the bar is just banging like full of people and just a great time. So the Times Bar in the S&W cafeteria makes a great cappuccino, has a great atmosphere, and it's kind of quiet, hasn't really been overrun by people, and uh, I recommend it very highly. All right, there you go. Coffee and burgers recommended for you by me, Stu Helm, the food fan. Be sure to uh, check the hours of every restaurant, cafe that you want to go to if you think you're going to be heartbroken when you show up and they're not open, check the hours online and even 
call ahead before you go in because hours are changing all the time. Some hours are expanding. And I just heard that the Rue is planning to expand their hours a little bit. So that's great. Some hours are just mercurial, changing all the time. I personally could never figure out when Bomba is open. And that breaks my heart because I want to go there. All right, folks, that's that. I will check in with you in a little bit. Bye. Hey, everybody, it's me, Stu Helm, the food fan, and I am here to tell you about a miracle that happened the other day. A stone-cold miracle happened on the streets of Asheville. I was walking past Chaipani, and there was no line. There was no line. I couldn't believe it. For weeks, ever since that dang James Beard guy handed Chef Marwani Ronnie and his crew a James Beard Award, there has been a line that goes down the street and around the corner and starts to curl on down Wall Street. And that is too much of a line for this guy. I ain't waiting in a line that big for anything, man. Not for tickets to my favorite band, not not for anything. Uh, so I but I'm walking past there with my friend Dave, and I said, Oh my god, there's no line at Chaipani. Let's we should come back and eat. And he said, we can go right now. And I said, let's do it. We popped in and got seated right away. And man, it had been a little while since I ate at Chaipani and it was excellent. I got the crispy masala fish wrap and it's just a sandwich. Don't get too excited world, but yeah, wait a minute. Do get excited because it is an amazing sandwich. It has a nice, piece of crispy, meaty, white fish type fish on it. The fish wasn't named, but it was delicious and cooked just right. And it's wrapped in a piece of buttered naan. So naan is great and butter is awesome. Buttered naan is just like the greatest thing ever. And so it's like kind of folded into a piece of buttered naan. It is uh, all dressed up with cumin, lime, chili, ginger, garlic, um, a little bit of what they call their desi slaw, so some nice cabbage slaw on there, some raw onions, and yes, I did eat some raw onions on this sandwich because there was just so much flavor going on that I knew the onions wouldn't be overpowering, and also, as I mentioned in a previous segment, my girlfriend Don, my partner Don, is in Florida right now, so I'd be eating all the onions I want. Don and I have a rule, and we've been together 17 years, and this rule has been in place for a long time and might be one of the reasons why we've been together so long. We have a rule that when we're together, we don't eat raw onions and raw garlic. That's it. That's the rule. But when she ain't in town, boom, I'm doing it. And so uh, in addition to that, there was some cilantro and some chutney, and it came with raita. And boy, howdy, it was good. And I don't, I'm not eating as much food these days. So I didn't actually make it through this whole sandwich. I ended up sort of busting it open about two thirds of the way through and forking the contents out of it because the naan is pretty puffy and carbs do weigh me down a little bit. So I uh, enjoyed two thirds of the sandwich as it was presented and then popped it open and ate the rest as sort of a salad situation. And man, it was really good. And the atmosphere in Chaipani is excellent and the service is great and the music is fun and everything about Chaipani is 
100% on point. This is why they have a James Beard Award. They don't give that award just for great food. Uh, there has to be a whole list of things that uh, you're doing great for James Beard to give out that award. So Chaipani deserves it. They got it. Get in there. And my recommendation to you, let me just tell you, it was about 2.30 in the afternoon. So that is got to be, that is the sweet spot. It's always been the sweet spot to get into these busy restaurants. For a little while, that did not apply to Chaipani because they were just fresh off that James Beard Award. And so it didn't matter what time it was. There'd be a line around the block. But I was in there at 2.30 on a Monday afternoon, and it was perfect. And so get on in there. Get downtown. Don't be afraid. Battery Park Ave has plenty of parking. There's a parking garage right there. There's more parking on Page Street and around the corner. And it's not that difficult, Asheville. Get on in there. I recommend it very highly. All right. That's that about that. I'll check in in a minute about more food and stuff. Hey everybody, it's me, Stu Helm, the Food Fan, back here at Food Fan Headquarters with just another little segment for you about a wonderful lunch that I just ate about a half hour ago, maybe an hour ago. I went to Session Cafe with my mom. She had never been there before. I thought she might enjoy it very much. For one thing, it's full of vinyl records, and she loves vinyl records. She has a cute, tiny little record player that she bought and that she just sits on a debt table in her living room. And she just loves to listen to her old records. So I thought she would enjoy seeing all the vinyl and the vinyl press at session cafe, which is located of course, inside the Asheville citizen times building and is part of citizen vinyl, which is the recording studio and uh, vinyl press that's right there in the building. You can see it all happen through giant plate glass windows. It's a really, really nice space with a huge tall ceiling, full bar, full cafe, great espresso drinks, uh, familiar baristas from around town, familiar bartenders, and our good friend Mark Allen Schmidt, Chef Mark, in the kitchen doing all the cooking these days, coming up with the recipes wonderful sandwiches and pastries. And yesterday he posted a picture of a really delicious looking tomato pie. And I looked up tomato pie and there's a lot of different definitions of a tomato pie, but this one was basically like a really, really nice, delicate, crispy pie crust, like crumbly flaky pie crust filled with a very creamy content that was made out of Duke's mayonnaise and cheese and other ingredients that the chef listed, but I didn't quite catch. And then on top, some tomatoes, like sliced tomatoes. And it was, it was oddly enough, it was light and fluffy, which might sound odd, uh, a pie made out of mayonnaise. Um, but it was very light and fluffy and delicious. And he posted this picture on Facebook and I just wrote wow or something like that. I'm always coming across pictures on Facebook and writing my little comments. And he was like, he wrote me a separate little note and said, I'll save you a piece if you want me to. He says it usually sells out pretty fast. And so I asked him to yes, save me a piece. And I told him I'd be in with my mom and that we would share the piece because we wanted to try some other things as well. And wow, the pie was very 
very good and satisfying. And my mom, who might be turning Southern, she is a lady from Boston, a PhD that taught at uh, BU for many, many years and is a highfalutin uh, speech pathologist and stuff. And I think she might be turning Southern because she ate this thing made out of mostly Duke's mayonnaise and she was loving it. And so I want to recommend Session Cafe. Chef Mark Allen is one of the best chefs in town. He's a little bit of an unsung chef. I don't think he's ever, at least in Asheville, ever owned his own venue. He's always worked for other people. But he's setting the menu, making the pastries and sandwiches and such at Session Cafe, located right there in the Citizen Vinyl Building or Citizen Vinyl Business inside the Citizen Times Building. And I think that's what, over there on O'Henry Street? I'm not 100% sure of the name of that street, but it's right next to the Grove Arcade downtown. It's wonderful. The tomato pie was wonderful. We also got a pulled pork sandwich and a roast beef sandwich. They were fantastic. And then we had a, uh, a an oatmeal whoopie pie type of thing. It was great. It was very sweet, but very, very good. And we also had another sweet, what was it? I forget. Oh, a scone. And we shared a scone, and it was very, very delicious. And so, yeah, get on into Session Cafe down there uh, in the, as I have said, in the Citizen Times building. That side of town now is just loaded with stuff. Let's just quickly list off what's going on down there. You got cultivated cocktails, a tasting room for H&H liquors. You got uh, the Wedge Brewery, and the all of this is in the arcade. H&H is across the street from the arcade in the Pearlman Furniture Building. Uh, and also on that side of the street, you do have the rooftop bar, the Cuban bar at the top of the Cambria Hotel. I think it's called Hemingway's. Yes, Hemingway's Cuba. And, um, and then in the arcade, you've got the Wedge. You've got uh, Asheville Proper for steaks. You've got Huli Sue's Hawaiian barbecue. You got Summit Coffee for great coffee. Spice Walla is now where Nani's rotisserie chicken used to be. So you can get some spices there. And then you've got um, Modesto, Baba Nam, Burger Works, and Carmel's up to the corner there. Inside, you've got Well Bred Bakery. It's fantastic. And then you've got Babette's Beignets on the side that faces the Citizen Vinyl Building. And you've got the Battery Park Book Exchange or the Champagne Bar on the, uh, what would that be, the southwest corner there. And those all of those places are great. There's great food inside the arcade and a few of the buildings around it, such as the Citizen Times Building and the Pearlman Furniture Building and the Cambria Hotel. So there you go, folks. A little rundown on that. Get yourself in. Get get some food. Uh, get over to session. Tell tell Mark Allen Schmidt that that his good friend Stu sent you. All right, folks. I'll check in with you in just a couple more minutes. Bye. Hey everybody, it's me, Stu Helm, the food fan here at Food Fan Headquarters in beautiful Asheville, North Carolina. And folks, I tried a new restaurant, brand new restaurant, well, been around for maybe a month now, and located right in my neighborhood. Took me a little bit to get on in there. I got a lot of, as my friend Chef Drew said, I've got a busy eating schedule. Um, so uh, I finally got into Andale Way, which is a Mexican restaurant right at the base of the South Slope, located at 63 Southside Ave, 
you may recall it as the iconic kitchen restaurant, which closed their doors uh, quite a little while ago, or going way back, it was converted from a gas station and like sort of a car place, like a mechanic place to um, taco sushi, if you remember that. And taco sushi didn't last very long, but we've had a couple of restaurants come in and taco sushi, iconic kitchen, they didn't do well enough in there to stay. But I think that Andale Way is going to do great and is going to be packed and is going to just blow that corner up. So it's Mexican food. It's um, traditional, like American Mexican style restaurant, uh, Mexican food. I, I tried to find out who owns it. I tried to find out more about it. They don't have any web presence at all. As far as I can tell, no Facebook, no Instagram, no website. I couldn't find anything, but some Yelp reviews and I don't look at Yelp reviews. So I didn't even look at those. But um, I have heard that it's owned by the same group or family that owns the mamas and beer, papas and beer, nachos and beer, those things. And I'm not ever clear on who owns all of those. I know that some people own some of them, blah, blah. It's confusing to me. And it's not they don't have a giant Internet presence, which is where I usually find this stuff out. So let's leave ownership as a mystery and just talk about the food. So I got the, I went there with my mom. My mom has been there now three times and she has ordered three different things and enjoyed each and everything. She got some sort of chicken wrap this time and she loved it. She crushed half of it, wrapped the other half up to bring home and she was really happy with it. She's been happy with all the food there. She is a huge fan of nachos and beer out in Fairview. Uh, she used to have a cabin out there, so she'd be popping in there all the time. So she likes that kind of food. Now, me, I was a big fan of La Coretta when it was located on Merriman Avenue, and my food reminded me of the food I used to get at La Coretta. So I got the enchilada supreme, which is two enchiladas, one beef, one cheese, smothered in their sauce with some uh, rice and beans, and it was excellent. I loved it. Um, I crushed it. The it was just, it, I, I'm sorry, it didn't come with, with beans. Uh, there were some beans that came with the chips. The chips come to your table for, you know, gratis. And then it comes with a little dish of a bean dip, not a salsa. And the bean dip was great, in my opinion. And then the the Nacho Supreme come with the rice and then a little side salad, sort of, of iceberg lettuce, tomatoes, uh, some little bit of cheese, and some uh sour cream and so that was all great very sort of like what you would expect from a restaurant like that which is what you want when you go into a restaurant like that uh it was great and it's going to probably be a regular jam for me uh dawn likes these kind of mexican restaurants as well so bring her in there and if she likes it it'll be a jam for both of us my mom obviously likes it so we'll be going back and I just want to give uh, congratulations to the new owners with, for what they've done with the space. The space is really cool now. They've dressed it up quite a bit, and I think they've opened up more outdoor seating, or maybe I just didn't notice that outdoor seating before. But it's cuter than it's ever been. And while people would tell me, they would say to me, oh, it's that location is no good. The location to me was great. Like, 
it's got parking. It's on a couple of main drags, Cox Avenue and South Street. <laughs> there's, excuse me, there's housing around there. There's Airbnb around there. There's other businesses and breweries around there. So I never thought the location was bad. I just, I just personally, I didn't like taco sushi. So when they went, when they closed, I wasn't surprised, but I did hear a lot of people did like it and that they didn't close because they weren't liked. They closed for other reasons, but, um, and Iconic Kitchen, their entrees were fantastic, but they were a little, in my opinion, a little too, a little too good for the space. If you will, they were trying to pitch these really sort of high end entrees and the space was very lunch looking, but uh, so I never thought that the location or the space was the problem. I always just thought that the businesses that were in there were just not well suited for that location and space. This one is on delay way, get on in and tell them Stu sent you and I'll uh, maybe see you there. Cause I'm probably going to be a frequent flyer. It is now officially the closest restaurant to my house, which always means I'm more likely to eat there because I walk everywhere y'all and South slope. Let me tell you, it is a brutal hellscape of no trees, no shade, no nothing. So even if I'm like, I'm going to go to Buxton hall or harvest pizza or bears barbecue or Funkatorium, get some chicken wings. Uh, I'm likely to be like, Oh God, it's so hot and miserable. Oh, on delay way. There you are. I'm going in. And so that's part of it. And I just want to say to all the businesses in Asheville, in North Carolina, in the country, in the world, go outside on a blazing hot day, stand in front of your business, walk back and forth in front of your business, and then plant a tree if you're not in the shade while you're doing that, because that is bad for business. I'm just going to tell you, we... I'll shut up in a minute about this, but we left Hendersonville six hours before we wanted to. That's six hours of shopping and eating and a whole dinner we had planned because it was so brutally hot. And the walking that we did that day, there was no tree cover. So we were just exhausted halfway through the day and we just packed up and went home to Asheville. So sorry, Hendersonville, but I, this is a lesson about how the lack of trees in your walking areas ties directly to your economic success. Like the more comfortable people are walking around your neighborhood. And, and let me tell you, South slope is not a neighborhood that's made to like drive from, from one place to another. It's tiny. And there are some people who are doing a better job of planting some trees, especially bears barbecue did plant a lot of trees and those will grow over time provide some nice shade and stuff, but come on, like all over Asheville, I'm walking around and there's just no shade cover. So an awning or a tree or something, I'm begging y'all. Um, and I promised I'd shut up about that. And now I'm going to, so thank you for listening to me rant and rave about that. And for all the reviews I did this week, I hope you enjoyed them and, uh, please follow me at, Stu Helm food fan on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Substack, which is a subscription newsletter, but also it gets archived as a blog. So you can look me up on Substack um, and please subscribe. I've currently got over 700 subscribers 
and uh, about 50 people pay for their subscriptions. Thank you to those 50 folks. You do not have to pay for a subscription, but when you do, that makes you a stone cold boss. Paying for stuff that you don't have to makes you a boss, like flipping bills, man. And, uh, th and also thank you to WPVM 103.7 FM, the progressive voice of the mountains for taking my humble broadcast and turning it into a podcast. And thanks all of you for listening. Please leave comments wherever you see me posting and tell me what you've eaten lately that you love. I get lots of great recommendations from the readers and listeners, and I follow through with those recommendations when I can. As I said, I have a busy eating schedule, but I try to get around to everything, and your recommendations are very valuable to me, so please keep them coming. All right, folks, that's it for this week. I will talk to you soon. Bye. This episode of the Food Fans Radio Show was underwritten in part by Asheville Food Tours. Did you know that there are over 200 places to eat and drink in downtown Asheville alone? It can be overwhelming. Whether you're a visitor or a local, there's no better way to experience downtown Asheville than taking a food tour with Asheville Food Tours. Details, pricing, and an easy-to-use calendar can be found at AshevilleFoodTours.com. That's AshevilleFoodTours.com.